Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. I'm Thomas Miller. Thanks for joining us. Glad you're here. Oh, this is going to be a bittersweet episode because we are going to memorialize the work and the life of Bob Proctor. Whenever somebody is up in their 80s, you know that this day is coming and you never look forward to it. And yet the reality of life is both birth and death. And Bob left the planet Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. He was 87 years young. Bob's health had been in decline over the last uh, about year and a half. I noticed a distinct difference between material recorded in 2020 and even material recorded in early or mid-2021. So it was not unexpected. Obviously, what I'd like to do here is to bring in some recollections of Bob and some additional experiences that he triggered in my own life. And see, this is what we all do, is we take the seeds, we plant them, and then we bring them to fruition in our own gardens. I'll never forget a couple of things about Bob Proctor. One, of course, like for all of us, the movie The Secret. I'm recording this in Lord Jupiter, which is my year in the... Well, this is going to be more than a year, but (laughs) it'll be my season in the RV Part 2, as you know. And this is a Sprinter van. Back in 2009, I was in a fifth wheel in Dallas in the eastern side of town trying to figure out my life. I found a program that Bob and Jack Canfield and Michael Beckwith had done called The Secret Science of Getting Rich. It was an expose, a teaching, basically, and reading through some high points of Wallace Waddle's 1910 classic by the same name. I went there because it was either 1909, 1910, somewhere in that vicinity. It was over 100 years ago that that book was written, and Bob Proctor taught through it that whole program completely pivoted my entire life. It taught me that we can and do create our own reality, where before I had believed in others or an entity creating my reality. Oh, and do you know, as I'm recording this in the van, I just, I took the headphones off for a minute to make a little adjustment on something and birds are chirping outside. Oh, (laughs) wow. The universe is just amazing, isn't it? So the biggest takeaway for me from that program was a story that Bob told about a former NASA engineer. His name was Warner Von Braun. When I mentioned this story recently on Astrology Hub, some people had some negative comments about using Warner Von Braun as an example of anything. Why? Because he was born in Germany. He was a German rocket scientist under Hitler. Let's say it raw and cold. He was a member of the Nazi party. And as a young man in that country, in that culture, he served his country, as many people have served their own countries, and was involved in their rocket building program. After the war, there was a big scramble to basically kind of a fight, if you will, between the Soviet Union and the United States to bring these brilliant minds to their own countries, and Warner von Braun chose the United States. Actually, President Kennedy met with him about building the NASA program and asked him, what will it take for us to go to the moon? Warner von Braun's answer, the will to do it, and within a decade we did, Warner von Braun went on, not only that, to become a very devout Christian. 
he found God. So I'm sorry, but the naysayers, we've got to have a talk because if we can't redeem ourselves from quote unquote past sins or past failures, if we can't become new people, if we can't look back on something in our life that we are not proud of and turn it around, if we can't build on something that we did that didn't work and turn it into something monumental that does work, so that when Warner Von Braun closed his eyes for the last time, he looked back on his history and his legacy, and even though he was part of something that he was not proud of, he turned it into something that he was very proud of. And that is what this podcast is all about. If you can't do that, then you might as well turn all of this off and throw this out, because it is of no value. And we are all stuck in our pasts. And I'm sorry, but I don't believe that. So I'm not going to accept that criticism. And for those who feel that way about Warner Von Braun, I would very passionately, and I'm going to keep the Scorpio out of it, <laughs> I would very passionately ask you to re-examine your thoughts and judgments about how somebody has lived their life and their path because it wasn't yours. I think the point is made, but I, I'm really passionate about that, that if we can't use somebody who turned their life into something good as an example because of the pa failed past, I'm sorry, but that's just overly critical and judgmental. So what Warner Von Braun said <laughs> that Bob Proctor pointed out in The Science of Getting Rich, it was one of Bob's favorite stories that he would mention that Warner Von Braun said that they can launch a rocket because of the physics of the universe, the physical laws of the universe, as represented by mathematical physics, governs the physical reality. And Warner Von Braun understood it to the point where they could launch a rocket in Florida, they could orbit the moon, land at a specific spot, bring that rocket back, and drop it in the ocean right next to a boat. That's all the precision of the universe. You know, the ships, when the uh, old Apollo capsules would come down and land in the Pacific, those ships weren't out there cruising around going, hey, you guys seen a rocket anywhere? We're looking for a rocket. No, they knew exactly when and where that thing was going to land, and it was precise. What that told me and what my extrapolation of it, although Bob didn't teach this, this was a Thomas extrusion because of my own background, I had been taught that God controls everything, at least in the spiritual world, the spiritual reality, and that we were to basically lob our prayers up to heaven, and some of them get heard and some of them don't. But there was no precision to it. Some people got cancer and we would pray for them and they would die. Some people would get healed and the cancer would be gone. It was random. Pray for my job. I'm having troubles with my boss. And they'd get fired. Or say a prayer for me. I'm having trouble with my at work a little bit. And turn around, they'd get promoted. So I was taught that there was no precision in the spiritual reality. When I heard that quote from Bob Proctor about Warner Von Braun's precision in the space program, see, I was a child of the 60s, so I clearly remember 1969, the moon landing, Neil Armstrong jumping down that ladder, one small step for a man, a giant step for mankind. And I thought, you know, why would God 
create such precision in the physical reality and such imprecision in the spiritual reality. And that's when I started looking for things that I could find that would be just as precise spiritually. And that's when I found the work of Fred Dodson, Reality Creating, Our thoughts govern exactly what we create because we are co-creators with Source. Even the thing that we talked about recently, Greg Braden and the Pray Rain, when his Indian friend, his Native American friend, uh, said the prayer after digging his feet into the toes of the dry earth, desolate from no rain, and he felt the rain. But he didn't give thanks for the rain. He gave thanks for the ability to co-create. If we let that sink in, that we are always on 24-7, 365 co-creators, wow, that would change our lives right there. So I found that to be incredibly precise. Now, there always is a gestation period. Thank goodness, right? Thank goodness that our thoughts right now don't actually manifest right now. (laughs) Because if they did, some of our thoughts would be very destructive and they would lead to things that we wish we could take back. But there's a period of gestation. That's one of the seven hermetic physical laws of the universe. And then it went a step further. As I discovered and studied astrology, I realized that astrology is all just based on geometry. So you have physics governing the physical universe Geometry governs the spiritual universe, because that astrological chart is nothing more than a Google map of our soul. It literally gives us the same information that when you put Google Maps or iPhone Maps or whatever map ways that other program, whatever map you use on your phone to get around is just like our soul looking at that chart, seeing its path through this life. And I love, love, love this whole thing about what Krishna Das, and I've taught this in the Healing Convergences, and we've mentioned it in some podcasts. Our life is our teacher. Our path is our guru. And that's why judging anybody for their path, no matter how dark it may be, is just ah, going against every spiritual concept there is because we have to go through our own journey. And that chart is like the map that will help us get there. And that's why I'm so passionate about that and doing the daily Fun Astrology podcast and have the Fun Astrology 101 course so that you can get over that bridge of not being able to look at that wheel and know what's going on. Now you can. And it's in that Fun Astrology 101 course that's on the funastrology.com website. Bob Proctor also talked about the subconscious mind. He talked about it a lot. In fact, to him, the word was paradigm. He basically built his whole programs on changing our paradigm. Well, it's the same thing as saying our subconscious programming. It's those things that are embedded in our being that we actually came here to work through. See, that's the difference. We came here to do the work of resolving our programming, our paradigm, our subconscious mind. 
Or if you go way back to the illustration that I used in the early episodes, there's kind of been a renaissance of the early episodes of Subconscious Mind Mastery. You guys are, are loving the, you know, going back and resurrecting. Sarah's even posted some things in our Facebook page about going back to some of the old episodes. And I really appreciate that because, you know, that was part of the journey. And certainly I've grown, you've grown, we've all grown together, but it's nice to go back and reflect on what we were doing back in those days as well. I used that example of the two bridges, you know, the, the gap, the chasm between this piece, this where you are here and across over here, and you have to go across a bridge. And the bridge keeper is the troll, if you will, of our subconscious mind. And yes, we came here to deal with that. We came here to cross that bridge. That's the purpose of our life. People say, what's my purpose of being here? That's the purpose, basically, is to resolve that dilemma, to find that path, to cross that bridge, to do that work. And again, your bridge is different from mine. Maybe that's what's emerging as kind of the theme of this podcast. Your life is your guru. The programming is your teacher. So you don't shy away from it. You learn to move toward it. You learn to resolve it. And that's what Bob Proctor studied since 1961 when somebody first handed him that copy, that old copy that he carried around all the time of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You know, a couple other things just about Bob as a person. He was probably what is going to be the last of a generation. He always dressed in a suit. He was always perfectly groomed. He was formal the way that people used to present themselves in public. And he was a masterful, hold-the-room kind of public speaker. That is a dying breed, unfortunately. And there was a main characteristic about Bob. Now, I never knew him. I never met him. Wish I had the opportunity, but didn't. But do know some people who were close to him and have seen a number of stories that you kind of get a pattern. That he was always challenging people to their higher levels. I remember one story somebody told that uh, they were doing a website selling a product or something, and Bob said, how much are you selling that for? And I said, well, you know, so many dollars. Oh, you could sell it for way more than that. You know, Bob didn't mind making money in a fair, equitable exchange of value. You give them value, you get value in return. And he taught that, and that was a core principle of of standing up and making a honest dollar and Bob would always push people higher. In fact, one of his main tenets, you know what it is, turn your annual income into your monthly income. And I'm thinking maybe in honor of Bob, we should all set that intention going forward. Let's do that together. How about it? Over the next year, let's set the goal. Just set the vision. Set the possibility that it could happen, that your current annual income becomes your consistent monthly income. And I do know one other thing about Bob, and that is if he heard any kind of whiff of limitation or negative thinking in conversation, he would jump all over that. Oh, get that out of there. It would never be a allowed in his presence, basically. And I'll tell you a story that was not one of his stories that he told publicly, but if you observed his life, you would know that uh, about 2010 or so, thereabout, give or take a few years, he had valve replacement surgery, his heart. And within a couple of years, 
he was bounding back up on stages and doing day-long, multiple day-long seminars at about 80 years old with a pig valve in his heart. Now, I guarantee you that a lot of people at 77, 78 years old would have just sat down and said, well, that's it. I've got to have this surgery. I may or may not live through it. Certainly, I'm not going to be the same afterwards, and I might as well just kind of, you know, taper it down. I'm not going to try to do much more if I recover. <laughs> not Bob Proctor. Oh, no. Don't you know that he only envisioned himself back on the stage, doing the seminars, traveling around the world, recording videos, and that's exactly what he did. He was working up until about a couple of months before he passed. Makes me think of Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey did a news broadcast two Saturdays before he died. Incredible. That's when you know that you're on your purpose. You know, that's finding a way to contribute to others and then running with it with everything you have all the way to the finish line. That was Bob Proctor. You know, whenever anybody significant in my own life passes and we have the memorial, I always like to think of some characteristic, a couple of things maybe about that person that they were really good at, something they had mastered in their life that I still had not fully developed. And I like to think of those characteristics and build them into my life as a way of memorializing and being a living tribute to that person. In other words, if I took those characteristics and I carried them on in my own life and I exhibited them to others, then they are still alive in the world. So I've told a couple of stories about Bob. You have your own memories if you've studied his work at all, or you'll be watching or listening to things that you'll come across. And I would encourage you to do the same thing. Think of a couple of things that Bob taught or that he mastered or that you observe from his being here on the planet, and let's carry them forward in our own life. And finally, one more point. Since his death, in fact, the day that he died, I have been seeing sequential numbers like crazy. You remember two podcasts back, the interview with Julie Jancis? And talking about seeing those things as messages from either our guides, the angels, or from our loved ones, and being open to just saying, I am hearing you, tell me more, <laughs> I get it. Well, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I am saying, I hear you, I can feel it, okay, tell me more. And I just wonder, as it correlates directly back to the day that Bob died, I never knew the man, but I just wonder, because on the other side, it's all about the energy. I'm sending you love, and I'm sending Bob gratitude for all that he taught, all that he meant in my life, and my prayer is that I would be as faithful. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you, Bob, and thank you for listening. Enjoy the journey. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.
The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.